Welcome along to our uh, first session here on Full Time. Want to send a shout out going out to our sponsors, Ray Scrag Motors, who uh, of course are down there on Gray Street. We welcome first of all, first of all, to the show. We've got Ra Walker joining us. Order in the boat. Yeah, good morning, boys. Uh, another Saturday has arrived, and uh, you'll be there here with the noise in the background. That's just me trying to make a hot cup of coffee, but uh, I think it's going to be a nice day here in Gizzy. Indeed. Now, uh, also joining us from over there on Aussie, we have with us our man um, JT, Jason Tafifirangi. Morning, bro. Yeah, morning, boys. Morning, Keith. Morning, Ra. I'm not used to being introduced second. There's normally another fellow in, the, in yes. between us. So. Maybe he's got the blues, boys. Maybe he's got the blues. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know he would have loved to have been able to join us with his blues. Uh, it was interesting, you know, last week, or was it on Wednesday? It was on Wednesday, eh? He was saying no, that he was putting money on the uh, Maroons to win, but we know deep down inside he really wanted the blues to win, eh, uh, JT? There are some things you can fall with reverse psychology, your children. <laughs> um, you can't fall rugby league experts, mate. He, he's, uh, he's hurting. He might have won a couple of dollars on the side, but uh, I'm sure he would gladly have sacrificed his yes. $2.50 each way bet for a blues win. <laughs> Uh, was quite a close game, though. I, I got to admit, hey, um, that was quite a game, to be quite honest. Uh, what do you reckon, um, JT? Yeah, well, it was, it was uh, set up to be that way, Keith. Yes. So, you know, the Blues are the favourites. Queensland mm. backs against the ball, and as we've seen so many times uh, since the inception of State of Origin, when their backs against the wall, Queensland, Queensland comes out swinging. And uh, that was definitely the case. I think the first half, uh, New South Wales, um, we're lucky to be ahead 8 0. You know, Queensland bombed yes. a couple of tries to up yeah. Corey Oates in the corner with his foot on the line. Uh, Will Chambers made a clean break and couldn't quite get the ball out to his winger. So, yeah, I think even though, in saying that, though, Cookie, uh, Damien Cook, the hooker, and, and James Tedesco were very, very dangerous. And um, New South, uh, sorry, Queensland did very well to keep them at bay. But uh, with the tide of uh, position changing in that second half and Queensland coming out firing Kibby Walters, I don't know what he'd sit at half time, but it seemed to work. and yeah, a bit of ball, and then Caelan Ponga and um, Cameron Munster came into their own. Dane yes. Gagai, of course, with a couple of tries. And, mate, all, all laid down, to, I think, to the foundation that was put down by you know, the middle forwards, Josh Papali, mm. uh, Josh Maguire, Jai Arrow, you know, Felice Kafusi tall for 80 minutes, and then young Andrew Fafita, who's still a teenager, yeah. came off the bench and he, he showed some good energy. So a good win for Queensland. It sets up the series nicely now as we... As we move to Perth, but it's uh, it's a good day to be a Queenslander. Uh, indeed, indeed. What, what did you think of the game um, there, Ra? Oh, yeah, no, it was uh, an entertaining fix to Kithi, um, and, and we wouldn't wouldn't want for less. I mean, that's why we watch the uh, the, the series. But good to see your uh, your Fanangi, your cousin Gagai. Um, you know, he was in form, and uh, for a lot of people out there who don't know, he is part Maori. Um, as as uh, you know, a couple of others in in, the, in both teams. Uh, have that lineage going back, but um, in all fairness to our man Reno, um, even though he did play it down and, and he did pick it like us, he did he did reckon that it was going to be a close game, but nonetheless, a uh, sweet victory for Maroons and, and deservedly so, because 
they needed to perform at home. But I'll tell you, there wasn't a heck of a lot uh, in it in terms of the scoreline. No. So I think uh, the, the, the the next turnaround, the, the next uh, game is going to be quite a, a, a good one. And the Blues may even secure it, don't they, Reno, that day? Yeah. Uh, the key moment, I think, for me was when um, New South Wales were hot on attack. In fact, it looked very much like they were going to um, score their uh, JT, but uh, Gagai was just, um, you know, able to, uh, you know, get that intercept. And, it was, and uh, from there, Gagai said uh, goodbye, uh, didn't he? And it was all over from there, really, eh? Yeah, I, I guess it was. One of the turning points, Keith, was uh, Jack White and came off the bench and worked his way across the field. And I've watched the replay of the game probably five or six times, and that right. side, uh, it looked like um, you know, it was almost like a try assist to, to, to Jack White and for, for Queensland. Uh, yep. And once he got that ball, mate, there's a, they showed a split screen later on with Kevy Walters sort of riding him home and out the uh, in the fifth at um, Awapuni Stadium. At Markaraka, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, just, uh, they showed the wide shot and Josh had a car, gave chase and a couple of others, but I think once he got over that halfway, yep. no one was catching me, just pinned those ears back and, uh, and thankfully got across the line. Yeah, uh, that put us in the front and uh, they were never headed after that. So, mate, just just a great spectacle, good good crowd, uh, good conditions and um, yeah, good for the game, I think. Uh, you know, like I said, tickets are first now, first a neutral state, but I think... Uh, well, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that most states outside of these two would prefer Queensland. I know down in Victoria, where I used to live, they hate New South Wales with a right. passion, and they're going back to Queensland any day. So hopefully the the good folk in Western Australia do the same. Well, it was it was interesting, eh? Uh, I, I think it was the Māori boys in, in that game that scored uh, the points for um, Queensland in that game there, eh, eh Ra? Yeah, funny that, eh, Keithy? But, uh, you know, no surprise. Um, but, you know, you, you can give them some credit because they put the points on the board. But ultimately, and then league, as we've seen so many times, it, it is a team game and, you know, all the players stand up to be counted. And, and there's no sort of, uh, what's the word, sort of um, backing down from your obligation and, and, and your position on the field. So, uh, you know, a lot of the players must take full credit. But always good to see, uh, you know, our, our, our Fenangas, uh, their soccer papa back home here. Even though some of them may have been born in Aussie, um, you know, they still remember their roots. And, uh, yeah, uh, let's hope that it may long continue. And even more so, we see a lot more uh, Kiwis, a lot more Māori in, in State of Way because there's a heap of ton of them living over there now. Mm. It's going to be really hard, I think. Um, uh, not impossible, though, but it's going to be really hard for New South Wales for the remainder of the season, uh, well, for the series uh, AJT. Well, you look at it psychologically, Queensland has now won the last two matches. They won Game 3 last year. Very, very unlucky not to win Game 2 last year, mm. and indeed the season. So, you know, they've got that um, momentum going forward, now, having won two in a row. And New South Wales yesterday, uh, they lost David Clemmer for the series with a broken wrist, I think it is. So that's one of their big guns. Yeah. That's been dropped down. That really has been the uh, the story of the New South Wales build-up for this entire series, with players being ruled out uh, with various injuries. So... You know, once again, oh, who cares? Too bad. That's the that's the wrong of the dice. That's the way the cookie crumbles. And uh, as a Queensland supporter, I'm sure I'm sure we don't care. I certainly don't. Anyway, <laughs> anyone actually stand out for you for New South Wales in that game there, um, JT? Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, like I said, Damien Cook at hooker. Yeah. He, he gets some telling runs in the first half. James Tedesco, whenever he's got the ball, is obviously going to be a danger. Uh, with his twinkle toes footwork, in fact, he set up their first try when caught on the outside of Cameron Munster. 
Um, Jake Trevojevic, the man he loose forward, is always a hard run. He got their third try, and I think Brad Fittler made a couple of boobies there by not bringing him on for right. his second stint early enough. And David Clemmer, I think he left on the field too long. So when he right. came back for his second stint, he didn't have much to offer. And in terms of um, flops, there was a few for the New South Wales side, really. Latrell Mitchell yes. went, um, he, he went walkabout. Unfortunately. He Did he what? Just uh, like a passenger, non-existent. Cody Walker, he was uh, also a bit of a flop, and there's a bit of a meme going around uh, with Brad Fittler saying, to the, in reference to the um, to the boys not singing the anthem, he, uh, it says the words along the lines of, I thought you boys were going to just sit, sit up the anthem, not the game. <laughs> right. I thought it was quite amusing. So, yeah, like, um, just, they just didn't gel. They looked out of sorts. They looked at times like they were the possum in the headlights, and... I think that, that Queensland spirit, which everyone knows is, is abounds when it comes to, to state of origin, was there uh, quite overwhelmingly, and it, it might have just been too much for the New South Wales boys, and they, you know, it didn't come out. Maybe the preparation wasn't quite right. Maybe right. it was the home down advantage. Maybe it was the sun court. You know, the factor of that. And ah, like I said, mate, I couldn't give a stuff. <laughs> Queensland hard. Indeed. So, um, well, what, what about uh, you, uh, Ra? Um, what, what, who were the players, do you think, stood out for you anyways? Oh, there, there were a few names, uh, and then JT sort of made mention of them, but, uh, you know, I always go for the, for the, for the, for, the, for my two main men, who's like a Papa Becky, that's El Pung and El Gagai. I mean, you know, you can't go, go far from them. And a lot of Kiwis do, do support you know, our own in the team, even more so when they're, when they're piling on the points, you know, mm. you sort of feel a little bit uh, proud. But look, I'll tell you, I can't wait till the, the, the next match, not only because um, I think New South Wales are going to come back uh, with a lot more intensity, but I, I think it's going to, I hope it's going to be played in that new stadium in Perth. And, uh, you know, as uh, JT made mention, I think most states uh, will be supporting the the, the Maroons, the, the Queenslanders. Uh, I don't know what it is. Uh, it's that New South Wales vibe where... Uh, not too many people uh, support them unless uh, unless you're Reno and, and, and a few others around town. But uh, no, I, I think um, I, I think it's going to be a more evenly contested match, and I just hope our our, our, our Maori players that that fuck a papa here, you know, they stand out again because um, it's good for league and and in our rugby mid country. And uh, hey, long may it continue. We'll always be watching it as 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 long as they um, put up entertaining encounters like what we just saw uh, during the week. It's going to be a Sunday game, uh, the next game, eh, uh, JT, of course, that's going to be um, up there in Perth. Uh, and I think it's a, a, a Friday game for the uh, for, for the um, ladies, is that right? Yep, spot on the money, Keith. Uh, yep, Sunday, uh, the 23rd, I think it is, just off the top of my head, and... Uh, the, the women's origin will be the Friday prior. Uh, not too sure where it is, but uh, yeah, looking looking forward to those two games. And uh, <clears throat> and yeah, uh, I've got nothing left, Keith. <laughs> should be <laughs> should be good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, isn't that true? Isn't that true? <laughs> Usually Reno's on the ball with uh, that. But kill to going out to our mate Reno though, eh? I mean, he's a busy man. He's he's, he's going to be. Um, uh, doing uh, is it um, coaching? I think he's coaching his moko um, for rugby today. He's, and his moko was also playing league. Kind of reminds you of uh, the old days, eh? Um, obviously, that was something you would have done back in the day, eh, uh, JT? Yeah, it's funny. I um, 
folks back home might remember a bloke called Stu Donnelly. He used to play for yes. Hoto, I believe, in yep. uh, Old Boys. Yeah. Launch Old Boys camp. A uh, good friend of mine, he lives over here. We were in a bit of a talk yesterday on the phone and we were talking about, um, you know, that sort of thing. And I'd mentioned him that I had a, a couple of runs for high school old boys in their senior reserve side. A good friend of mine, Ray Brock, uh, ex Tony Panther, and he played for us at Cody Devils uh, Rugby League, man, but he went to play union because um, he was getting a bit bashed around being one of the only white right. boys playing rugby league. Right. So he conned me into going to play for high school old boys, and uh, Stu had a bit of a laugh about that when he goes, oh, why are you going to play for them? You know, doop, doop, for, um, you know. <laughs> so yeah, rugby on a Saturday and then back up for league on a Sunday, or you know, vice versa, or even, I remember a couple of times playing two in one day, going straight from the Avel straight to our mm. Stadium to play league. Ah, no, when the, when the mind is willing and the body's able, that sort of thing's all good these days. The mind's still willing, yes. but the body's yes. uh, disabled, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But uh, you would have had mates that would have done that also, eh, Ra? Oh, pretty much my father, Keithy. I mean, my two older brothers played played league, and my, me and my other brother were, were the union sort of uh, rugby rugby players. But, mm. uh, yeah, and, and, and uh, you know, good for small communities to have that sort of camaraderie between both football clubs. You, you don't see that. You hardly see it at all. In fact, there's still that animosity between uh, between both codes sometimes. So, mm. you know, in small communities like us, it was always good to see. And, and both codes got on exceptionally well. And, uh, you know, me personally, I, I, I think it makes you or makes a player a, a, a more all-round sort of uh, athlete because, you know, even though both games are similar, similar in their complexities, they are totally different beasts. And, uh, you know, one one where the defence is more important than, than say, the, the kicking game. Um, but I, I think it just makes you a, a more balanced player. And, and that's the sort of that's the take I see in, in, in Aussies when I watch them, and it doesn't matter what code, I notice that... Because they play three or four styles of football over there, from AFL to rugby to league to soccer, mm. um, you can even see it in, in most watch a lot of the, the rugby games. You know how they some of them have that jumping skill or that kicking skill, and uh, that was probably usually enhanced by them playing the other codes. So um, you know they, they they do help expand your game, so to speak. But yeah, no, it was good those days here in, in Gisley. I don't think you see it very often now, if at all. Um, but, uh, you know, I reckon uh, they should bring them back. And, um, yeah, that, that's a good thing. And I think Reno's Muko, I think, uh, he's in that same boat, isn't he? Is he playing rugby in the league or something? Yes. I'm not, not too sure. Yes, he's playing rugby mm. on a Saturday, obviously. He's, he's got league. And, of course, he played um, uh, out there on Ericsson Stadium a couple of weeks. Uh, twice, I think. One for the sevens or was it the nines or something like that. And. You know, I mean, I think he's only maybe six or seven years old. He's not very old, but he's getting out there having run uh, for playing both rugby and league. And I think it's motocross as well. His his, yeah. his grandfather's got him involved in, in a whole bunch of... Um, and, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if Reno push him into golf too later on because, uh, you know, there's a whole, whole heap of money to be made there and, and that's good. But, uh, but that's the way. I mean, kids need that sort of uh, burn off that excess energy as we remember back in the day. And, uh, you know, if you can sort of excel in one or the other, hey, uh, your future looks good. What's great, AJT, eh, is um, you know he, he's not getting highly involved as most kids these days do with uh, those video games, eh? Oh, that's that's always going to be a good thing, Keith. I mean, you know, look at our upbringing. We used to run the hills, and yes, yeah, you know, PlayStation was outside, mm. you know, until the, the streetlights came on. If you're lucky enough to have streetlights, we didn't, but uh, 
Yeah, it's, it's just one of those sad things about the way society's going. And to make it worse, they're picking a freaking, you know, crap like those video games into the Olympics. I mean, please. What, I know. That's, that, that is not a sport, you know. <laughs> Come on. If, if that joins the Olympics, they might as well put the torch up forever. I know. I know. I, I, yeah, I, I can't believe that myself. Anyway, now, um, last night they, there were a couple of uh, NRL games. Um the Rabbitohs and the Knights. Now, this game, I suppose, be more noted about the send-offs rather than the uh, who 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 won. Though the Knights did um, win uh, win that game against the Rabbitohs, but uh, yeah, it's quite strange. Well, different. You know, both teams were down to eleven players at one time. There, um, JT. You know what? And no one was harmed. Yes. Yeah, please. Look once again, the way society's kind of. Mate, I'm sure all three of us would love to see a bit of biff in the game of footy, yes. rugby league, rugby, whatever. Yep. You know, it's all, you know, let them sort of out, then play on. But, you know, it was, and it, and it was good, mate. It got the blood flowing last time. I thought, oh, yep. here we go, some more hands. Oh, no, he's throwing one. So, yeah, Tom, Tom Burgess with the head button, Daniel yep. Saifiti, with a couple of straight rights, and then it was it was taken back 10 years, and, you know, Sam Burgess came in with another headbutt on uh, Lachlan Fitzgibbon, and the referee sends forth him off to the Sinbin to cool down. But, oh, mate, you know, like I said, got the blood flowing, and it was good to see it back. I, I agree. I, I totally agree. I, I thought it was great to see it back, to see those, you know, throws getting... And I think, quite frankly, it was handled very um, sensibly. You know, I mean... The, the referee, obviously, he had to do something. I mean, you can't just let them go unpunished. So he sort of, like, punished them all. <laughs> and punished, I think, both teams fairly. What do you reckon, JT? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's, there's new um, guidelines for that sort of thing. So as soon as you throw a punch, you're gone straight away. So, yeah. You know, it, it, uh, it was good that uh, they threw one. They, they both threw them, so that's two yes. gone. And then and in regards to Sam Burgess, he came in with the head button, looked like they were trying to do a hongi, which didn't quite work for them, and then uh, <laughs> they went for a bit of an early mark as well. But uh, like I said, mate, you know, it was good to see. Even my wife, because we're at work at the moment, she works in a different place to me, and she rang me, and she goes, are you watching this? I said, you damn well bet I'm watching this. How good is it? And she said, yeah, yeah. Oh, and, oh mate, just good to see. And I've, I've read various social media posts about it, and, you know, for the most part, everyone's saying, you know, you know, no harm done, you know, no, no, no um, harm in the making of this production, so to speak. No, and, no. You know, just get on with it, and um, you know, the Knights toughed out a good win, twenty points to twelve. The Rabbits, uh, they've been on a bit of a slippery slide, and they've lost uh, their gun half back Adam Reynolds for a period of time. Cody Walker didn't front last night. Absolutely, you know, GI finished mm. as well. So I think the Rabbits might be on the way down after picking relatively early. And the Knights, on the other hand, you know, they won one, lost five, and now they won. Was it six in a row, seven in a row, something like that? And they're looking looking okay. So, yeah, good stuff. No, the Knights, boy, they they have really started to, uh, uh, you know, uh, make a claim. You know, and they didn't start off very well, did they? But, boy, have they made a, a quite a comeback, I'd say, eh, JT? Yeah, and I don't know if you realise this, but it's good for the game. Newcastle, yes. um, graphically and, and socially, is, is a staunch rugby league area, some... some um, Lots of mines and a lot of blue-collar workers in that part of Australia and a lot of um, heritage tracing back to the north of England uh, where the game came from. So, yeah, a, a good, strong and healthy performing Knights uh, is good for the competition. Even when they were getting, they won like three wooden spoons back-to-back, they were still getting, you know, 15,000, 20,000 in a game. Yeah. Yeah, other teams, they, they can't even get that and they're doing all right, like the Roosters, you know, the Eels, stuff like that. You know, no, 
big, big ups to the Knights and, and to their fans. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, of course, um, well, apart from the send-offs, how was the game for you there, uh, JT, apart from all of the, uh, the um, you know, getting the juices flowing? Well, what did you reckon of the game? Oh, it was, no, it was a good game, very good game. The Knights um, probably deserved to win. They had the lion's share of possession, and, and um, <clears throat> they, they, they seemed to gel well. I, I think Rabbits might have been a bit... Um, uh, underdone with with their preparation in terms of losing their halfback, so they had no no uh, gun or no uh, established sorry is the word I'm trying to find no, no established player in their halves. Right. Whereas the Knights had Mitchell Pearce and, and Mason Leno who threw a good ball um, for the first try of the game. So that's where I sort of look at the at the lineups before the game. I thought, oh, the Knights might take this due, due to that fact. You've got to have you know organisation around that play the ball and around the ruck and mm. and further out. So they had the the better halves, and you know, they came away off the win, so yeah, good on them. Now, the other game uh, last night, also the Tigers, boy, did they go down in a big way against the Raiders, eh? Oh, but by contrast, this game was an absolute, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolute bludger. Oh, right. I, I struggled actually with the bed probably 15 minutes before it ended. No, sorry, I changed the channel and watched the movie. Right. Uh, yeah, that new stadium at Bankwest, not a happy hunting ground for the Tigers, mm. and um, although been hyped up as one of the best stadiums to watch rugby league. I think the surface uh, leaves a lot to be desired. It's uh, a little bit slippery and dewy and right from the very first hit up of the game when um, the poor Tigers front rower um, Twile took it up and got you know, got banged under the under the shoulders and lost the ball. And that was the pretty much the, the flow on effect for the Tigers last night. They couldn't just couldn't get out of first gear and the Raiders a couple of good tries off uh, little um, soccer style kicks to the Englishman and. Uh, and they ran away with it, mate. So it's 30 years since their great grand final back in 1989. And yes. Unfortunately for the Tigers, it's the same result, um, 28-0. Right, yeah. Yes, OK. Well, we're going to go to a quick break. We'll be back with more full-time right after this. On behalf of the full-timers, I would just like to say big thanks to Joachim Currid, who brings us our music intro. Check him out on iwakimkarad.com. He's also on YouTube, Twitter, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Spotify, Instagram, and follow him on Facebook. Another big thanks goes out to Silent Partner, who brings us our outro. Check out their music on YouTube. And also thanks must go to the Polish Ambassador for the backing music for this promo. Check out The Polish Ambassador on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Beatport, Instagram, Twitter, and on his website, thepolishambassador.com. You're listening to a podcast produced by Turangi FM, number one iwi radio station in Aotearoa. We play each full-time session on Turangi FM Saturday mornings at 10am. You can listen in live on our Turangi FM media page. Just click the main Turangi FM logo to tune in online. Or if you're in the Gisborne area, we're on the radio frequencies 91.7, 95.7 and 98.1. Also check out the full-time Facebook page where you can listen to the podcast again. Make comments and click links that will lead you to other ways to listen to the podcast. 
such as Spreaker, iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter, YouTube, Podchaser and Tumblr. Right, let's get back to the fools on full time. along to our second session here on Full Time. want to send a shout out uh, once again going out to our sponsors Race Craig Motors of course they are, they are down there on Race Street. Now before we get back into sport today um, we've got a special sort of thing happening it's uh, done by Nga Tonga o Nga Tamatoa Trust now you'd remember that because they also bought out the um book what's that book uh the 20 about the 28th maori battalion nga tonga yes that's right now we've got a commemoration of a centenary of the hui aroha which happened back in 1919 on um the same date uh the 8th of june i believe or close to that anyway um, we've got like a 100-man guard, all dressed up in the first World War period uniforms, which were wonderfully donated by um, Sir Peter Jackson, who, from what I understand, is also going to be in Gisborne um, to, to, to watch this, obviously, I believe. I know he was here yesterday, and I'm sure he's still hanging around here somewhere today. Now, the parade is being held in conjunction with the book launch of um, uh, Fitiki, Māori in the First World War. Now, this is a welcoming home. Back in, the, back in 1990, they welcomed home the, to the Māori Pioneer Battalion from that great war of the uh, soldiers that put, participated uh, from here in um, Te Tairawhiti. Now, the parade starts off at Te Pohorawari Marae. They'll be marching to Calvin Park at 11.20. Um, they've got the book launch at Calvin Park um, at uh, quarter past 12. And at 12.45, uh, book sales will commence with book signings by the author. 1.15, the parade then moves to the Weepere Monument, just down here on Reed's Quay. Uh, and they'll be unveiling um, the 100 years ago monument as well. The parade then marches to Heipipi um, Park, um, where the uh, pioneers disembarked in 1919. Then it'll proceed back to Te Pohorawiri Marae, where they'll have a welcome to uh, by the ministers of Minister of Defence and the visitors. And the Hakari begins at. 3.30. So it's a long, long day, especially for those 100 young men. So I want to send a big shout out to all of those who are participating, who are taking part in this particular commemoration, and in particular to my nephews, um, Tekehu, uh, Tekehu and Jan, who are participating as part of that 100-man guard. So big kia and a big shout-out going to all of those involved. Now, you would have heard about the Seira. 
Yeah, I think uh, Dr. Dr. Montesita was um, doing a lot of the research and compilation, I believe, for that book. Um, I have a connection to that. My my grandfather, my my dad's old man, was in that pioneer battalion, and uh, you know it's one of those units where, um, unlike the two eight battalion in the Second World War, you know there wasn't a, a heck of a lot um, known about them. Um, it's good to see material like this sort of, you know, out there for the wider public and for all Kiwis to find out, you know, a lot of our, our, our brave men um, who went away and, and fought under atrocious conditions and rather quite poignant because I think this week uh, we celebrated uh, some of the 95th or something, uh, 70th something of D-Day, I think it was. And, um, you know, it just reminds us that... Um, as hard as our, our days are, you know, a lot of our, our, our ancestors, a lot of our grandparents, great-grandparents, they had it a lot harder than us in mm. so many ways. Um, you know, um, they lived in times of war and a lot of their, their youth was stolen because they had to go away and fight um, other people's wars. So, you know, I always keep that in the back of my mind when you're having a, a crap day, you think, you know, sun's still shining, nobody's out to get you and, uh, you know, enjoy Enjoy your life while you can, because we know even nowadays at the drop of a hat, any anything a spark can happen, and there's some sort of uh, godforsaken war zone, you know, somewhere around the world where people are going to lose their lives. So, no, it's 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 good for the history of our country, Casey, and um, hopefully it teaches a lot of our young people coming through. Um, what a lot of our, our our older generations did for us. Yes, absolutely. Now, uh, would you have heard of this uh, as well, the JT? Are you there, JT? Yep, sorry, mate. I had my mute on while I was talking just so I could sneeze and cough and you know, <laughs> clear out all the... Uh, yeah, no, I have. I've, uh, I've watched Monty Suter's interviews uh, on uh, Facebook a couple of times. and Yeah, look, it's, he's trying to bring some more recognition to those Māori, uh, members of that Māori mm. Pioneer Battalion. Because, uh, you know, a lot of them are forgotten and their efforts in the war shouldn't be forgotten, you know, and if you go back to those times, 100 years ago, it wasn't that long after the uh, the land war, so yes. it would have been a big ask to ask, uh, you know, some of our people to go across there and fight for the people that we'd not long, you know, yeah. finished fighting against, so mm. to speak, so, uh, yeah, big effort, and um, look where I said, you know, 75 years since the, since the landings at Normandy, and um, the D-Day and all that sort of carry-on, so quite poignant, and... Um, yeah, although we're lucky we're, we're born into a generation which hasn't really seen that sort of stuff. And, uh, you know, and once again, right had it on the head, we should be grateful every day that the sun comes yes. up and we're here and we're living under the blanket of freedom provide, provided by them. Absolutely. Now, of course, um, I think it was around about four years ago, ARA, when we had the opening of Sea Company House. Mm. Um, and you would remember, obviously, um, you know, the same, pretty much the same sort of thing happening uh, back then is what obviously is what's going to be happening today, eh? Oh yeah, it was, it was a fantastic launch, Keithy, and, and even up, up to this day it's well patronised you get a lot of, uh, especially a lot of young ones um, going to see their uh, you know, some, some really great old photos and, and uh, you know, stuff that was used back in, in, in those war days and uh, you know, you need you need that around the place just to remind um just to remind all of us, you know, um, just how, how grateful and how thankful we should be for, for those who, who gave their lives for one reason or another. You know, nobody likes to go and fight a war, but um, 
savvy they were thrust in, into those times. And, uh, you know, we need to sort of every now and then just be grateful that a lot of them did, did pay the ultimate price. And, uh, you know, it's good having books and even um, sort of venues such as, as, as what we have here in and and to you know to remember to, to remember not to dwell on it because it's, it's not a nice thing what they went through, but just to remember that you know we shouldn't take uh, every day of uh, freedom for granted. Yes, absolutely. Uh, what what is interesting and what what I kind well, kind of because I remember um, seeing the images and seeing them do the haka when uh, back in uh, well four years ago. Um, one of the things that stands out for me, and I think you'll agree with me, JT, is. Um, the age, because uh, when these there were these young boys that um, you know marched in this one hundred man guard, all dressed up in the World War One regalia, and they were just young, young boys, maybe sixteen, seventeen, eighteen years old, and that was a great representation, I thought, because that would have been how young these young men back in nineteen. Uh, what 1914 uh, would have been that's how old they would have been when they went away to war and that kind of puts an impression I think on on, on um, well it certainly put an impression on me and um, you know uh, that's just kind of unreal that um, there are young lads that were like 16, 17, 18, 19 all going away to war eh, eh JT? Yeah and a lot of those Young young men, young fellows would have actually lied about their age. I think they yes. gained entry into that war because they saw their older brothers and older cousins, you know, getting ready to go away and probably talking about it. You know, you know, geez, I want to be a part of that. You know, I look up to my older brother. I want to go too. So I'm going to say that I'm 18 or 20 or whatever the minimum age was. And yeah, mate, I've got a 21 year old son, and you know, a lot of his mates always hang around at our place. And I look at, look at them at times like this, and I think you know, I'd, I'd, I'd um I'd be um you know, fearful or absolutely, you know, scared. Yes. I think if I'd young fellow away the wall, knowing there's a, a good chance that they might not return, you know. And, but, you know, different times, like, like we said earlier, and to them might have been possibly an adventure and, you know, a chance to, I'm going to go down that road again, a chance to gain, uh, you know, a level playing field with um, mainstream or with white New Zealand, you know, a chance to gain equal footing in society. And unfortunately, uh, as, we, as we can quite honestly say now, looking back, they did their da- they did the damage over there. They did, they did their, their service and their duty to the country, and they still came back as second class mm. citizens in a lot of cases. And that, you know, that's um, oh, that just hurts me to no end. You know, to think that our people went over there to fight in a war which wasn't really ours yes. uh, against an in- uh, sorry for uh, um, an empire, so that you know that wasn't a long ago that we were fighting against ourselves, and you know. Yeah. It's, it's up going to have to sort of 2-8 battalion went away. It was a chance to gain, uh, it was the price for citizenship. And unfortunately, once again, history repeated after World War II, and still, you know, a lot of our men came back and, you know, mainstream soldiers got parcels of land, and our blokes lost a lot of their land because they unpaid rates while they were fighting for a war for these. Yeah, 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 agreed. Absolutely agreed. You must agree with that too, Aira. Oh, oh, yeah, no doubt he's right. There was a lot of uh, injustices done, and, uh, you know, even a lot of them got back to those old, old fellows, a lot of our uh, old people returned home, you know, they sort of wondered why they, they went in the first place. So it was like a big con. They went to fight uh, against an enemy, um, you know, they knew nothing about a war they were, they were thrust into, um, and they came back, and hello, they found, uh, yeah, a lot of their, their land and stuff had been 
had been yes. taken taken away from them, not by the enemy, but by the people they were sort of, you know, going to represent. So, yeah, there, there, there were a lot of injustices. And, uh, you know, nowadays we sort of hope that uh, a lot of them have been kind of, um, you know, sorted out because it's, it's not a good look for any country. Um, but, yeah, sadly, uh, sadly, life goes on. Yes, indeed. Anyway, let's move back into sport. We'll talk about, um, well, the Storm Warriors game uh, that's going to be on today. Uh, that's up there in Ericsson, I believe. Hey, um, JT. Yeah, it is, um, Keith. And look, we've won, I want to say we, I mean, the Storm have won the last seven in a row. Mm. And um, head to head, I think it's 25 to 14 or something like that. Right. In favour of the Storm. Yeah, the Warriors definitely drew for a win in this one, and um, you know, a good chance today. They've had the Warriors at the Storm, but the Storm had you know three or four players involved in Origin. Yeah, yep. Warriors at home always going to be tough to beat, but Storm's my side, so I'll pick them even they had one player. Fair enough. Fair enough. What do you reckon, Ra? Yeah, uh, on during the week on social media, I was quite scathing of the Warriors uh, again. Um, no you know, kidding. That, that no the they get that doesn't seem to make them any better, or you know, they don't seem to do any worse. Um, and I think I saw JT's comment. He was kind of, uh, you know, the opposite, like what he, what he just just said that uh, the Storm could well um, lose lose against the Warriors. And uh, you know, I'm hoping that uh, that they do. But I don't know. Even at home, I think um, you know, I think the Storm, uh, even with some of their players who were out uh, during Origin duties, um, I think they're just going to have it over the Warriors. Warriors are one of those fickle teams, as we know. You know, they're hot, they're hot, they're cold, they're cold. And at home doesn't seem to, to inspire them as much as we'd like to believe that, you know, gives them a 10-point sort of uh, starting sort of, uh, you know, uh, gap. But uh, I don't know. This is the Warriors we're talking about. And uh, I think I think by the end of the game, we'll probably be skating in them again whether they win or lose. See, this is the, this is the thing. The Warriors... Uh, this is the Warriors. This, this this is what you always say. This is the Warriors we're talking hey, I mean, about. Well, I, I, I guess you're right. But the the fact is, and this is why I think the Warriors are win are going to win, because this is the Warriors we're talking about. They're playing the number one team in the uh, competition at the moment. They should lose. They should lose. Hence. While they'll win. <laughs> yeah. That's why they're going to win today. They probably won't go too much further up, up, up the uh, standings uh, in the competition, but that's why they're going to win today, in my opinion, anyway. Uh, what do you reckon, JT? Look, don't laugh too loud at yourself, Keith, because as a Storm fan, when it comes to these Warriors games, I've seen it all before. Like you say, we're on top of the ladder, the Warriors are sitting sort of in the lower half, and mate, it's happened before they've come out and, and blown us off the park, so. For some reason, they seem to lift against us, mm. uh, and I don't know what it is, but yeah, and um, mate, everything you said is true. They're you know they're they're struggling. They're you know they're sort of bumbling through the competition this year, and the storm are going all right. But uh, yep, yeah, mate, don't be surprised if uh, if what you say comes to fruition. I hope not. I hope the storm put fifty on them, but yeah, yeah. I'd like to say, don't laugh at yourself. Yes. <laughs> I reckon too. Sharks eels um today uh, there JT. Yeah, I think the Sharks at home, they're hard to beat there on a Saturday afternoon uh, at, at Shark Park. Horrible place to play. It's The crowd's right on top of you. It's a small, sort of, smaller ground, and the Sharks fans pretty passionate. Right. And the Cowboys, Cowboys Sea Eagles, uh, later on tonight? Yeah, I think the Cowboys in that one, they've, uh, 
they're just starting to build some momentum nice, not quite as much as the Knights, but uh, they're coming along after a bit of a slow start. And you know, credit to Manly, they've, they've played well this year through adversity, injury and uh, stuff like that. But I just think the Cowboys are too good at the moment. And the uh, Broncos, are they starting to make a bit of a comeback now? Uh, they've, they've got the Titans tomorrow, away. Uh, yeah, they have. They, they are starting to make a bit of a comeback, mate. And I think they'll be too good for their little brothers down the road, the Gold Coast Titans. Uh, the Broncos, uh, both sides affected by origin, but I just think the Broncos are a bit more, a bit more class. And at home, uh, they're going to be hard to beat. Yeah. Now, um, also, uh, talking about rugby, uh, now, um, your Highlanders, well, they were only able to manage a draw. I think there was a home game, too. Yeah, it was a home game um, there. Uh, you know, they're pretty much... Well, I'm not calling it... I'm not saying that the Highlanders are pretty much done for the season, but it ain't... And that draw didn't help them uh, much there, uh, Ra? Well, you know, in, in most situations, and it doesn't matter which code it is, and JT probably attest uh, to uh, draw is better than a loss, I, I suppose, but... And in Lander's case, yeah, I think uh, this season's done and dusted. Back to the drawing board for for next year, I think. Um, you know, they they had their their chances, their opportunities, um, so they've only got themselves to blame. Um, that, that's the, that's the one secret between having behind having two teams, Kizzy. Now, you know, all my weight and support goes behind the Chiefs to have uh, you know have a chance. Um, you know, and they've played some some, some great rugby. So uh, yeah, I'm not. Uh, out of the running yet, uh, you know, in, in terms of Super Rugby. So, um, you know, a lot of people say, oh, well, how come you have two teams? Well, there you go. This, this is the example why if one drops the bundle and can't cut the mustard, then you've always got the, the, the other team to fall back on. Well, i t- tell you what, what was even worse was the Blues. Uh, they were so close, 29-28. They lost to um, the Reds uh, last night. Uh, so that's their season done. Without a doubt. Yes, it is indeed the clash of the colours, the blues and the reds. So, uh, no, for them, definitely, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they're, they're sort of thinking, well, let's all sort of put our weight behind next season because, uh, you know, there, there's, there's glimpses of uh, potential on their team, um, as they should be from from Auckland. You know, they've got a big rugby union to choose from and, uh, you know, the calibre of players and, and even the coaching staff and, and the amount of... Uh, uh, financial support they have behind them, they should do a heck of a lot better than they have been the, the, the last few seasons. Um, but as we know, um, I always refer to it as the Polynesian factor. Um, too many in the team, uh, you know, make for entertaining rugby, sometimes not winning rugby. Uh, well, <clears throat> you know, uh, th- this season's been, well, not too bad considering this is the Blues, still languishing at the bottom. They'll be the worst team in the uh, New Zealand Conference Without a doubt, and their 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 um their uh their well their um their uh what do you call it their games this season their season hasn't been uh, terrible. The Chiefs' season has been terrible, but they're still ahead of the Blues, you know. So uh, you know. Oh yeah, no, and you're not wrong, Keith. Even though they're they're, they're further up, you know, the the table. Um, if you'd ask any any Chiefs Chiefs fan, even the players and then. And the staff themselves, they'll probably say exactly the same thing. It hasn't been a stellar uh, year around, even though they've managed to secure um, a few victories on the trot. But, you know, it's consistency in every game that uh, I, I think they, they look for. And, uh, 
you know, that sort of bodes well for the, for the next match. Um, there's higgledy pickledings uh, here and there, and, and, and sort of the top teams, like uh, how they took apart the uh, Crusaders uh, in the last game, you know, they're all well and fine for the ego and, and even for the honour of the team, but they don't do it justice in the long run where, you know, consistency and playing with some kind of um, some kind of routine that, you know, is going to go into to, to your next game, that, that's more important. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, Chiefs may well make the, make the semis. I'd like to see them make the finals if they can, but don't I don't know. They, they're been not going to. Lot, you know? They're not going to. Trust me. They ain't no. going to make it, mate. No. Well, I, I don't know, you know, same thing with the Crusaders game. People were ripped them off. Uh, even me, I thought the Crusaders were going to hammer them over in Fiji and neutral ground. But yes, as true. we saw, man, and, and they didn't just beat the Crusaders. They came back Smashed from them. an emphatic yes. uh, from behind. down. Unbelievable, really, eh? 20 points they mm. were ahead, and then the Chiefs stormed back um, to score, well, 40 points. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. and, and that's the thing. A lot of people, even even today, still kind of can't get their Oh, I think they were just having around, the rest. Yeah. The Crusaders, they're they're giving, giving the Chiefs a bit team, of a... It would be no surprise, but, the, man, this is the Crusaders we're talking about. You, you hardly even get them on a bad day on the hop, but yeah, I, think, I reckon their neutral ground played a lot to do with it. No, I think they were just, um, you know, they, they they wanted to throw the game anyway, you know, give their... They wanted to give their boys a rest. That's what it seemed like to me. Yeah, well, that, that could have, but, uh, yeah, you know, at the, at the end of the day, uh, the Crusaders, man, they're like, uh, you know, Mr. Consistent. Uh, even they, amongst themselves, would not have been happy with uh, with that, whether or not they wanted to drop the, the match or not. Are the Rebels going to be scared because they've got them tonight, the Crusaders? The Rebels, you know. Well, that, that is the rule of thumb, that, you know, they're gonna, the Rebels might well be on, on, on a backlash, but... I think, um, you know, maybe even they're expecting it, but no doubt they would have done a lot of homework on that, that game against uh, the Crusaders Chiefs to see exactly how the Chiefs managed to sort of, you know, pretty much dwindle down and take apart uh, one of the best teams ever in, in, the, in any case, you know, how, how they did it. Um, sadly, they can't count on the humidity of, of the weather conditions like in Fiji. So they're going to have to sort of, uh, I don't know, change their, their, their game tactics. But that Rebels team, they're not a bad fight on a good day. Yes, so, you true. know, if they can find that momentum, um, you know, against the Red and Blacks, I reckon it could be quite a close match. Uh, I think they're leading the Australian Conference. Mm. Or well, they're up there anyway. They may not be leading, but they're up there, that's for sure. Uh, and, of course, my um, my Hurricanes, they uh, are up against the Lions. Now, it's going to be a bit of a tougher game for them. Of course, they were able to beat the Storm um, last weekend. I think it was. Yeah, was it the Stormers? No, there wasn't the Stormers. The Sharks, sorry. They beat the Sharks in quite a con- convincing way, too. Um, but uh be a little bit different, I think, uh, up against the Lions today. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think it will be. I mean, you know, every game you've got to you've got to look at look at look at it differently. I mean, um, you know, no two no two teams are the same as we've seen, and that's why we watch the games because they were to be rather quite boring football. But um, your Hurricanes, um, you know, they're they're another one of those teams that promises uh, so so much but delivers so little. I always like saying that line when it, especially against the Hurricanes. But um, I don't know, they they show signs of uh, potential as well if they can get there. A into G and, um, you know, throw the ball around a bit more, maintain a, a good steady defence. They'll keep any side from from scoring. And we know they've got enough strike players to, to really um, to, to, to tip over any side. But uh, once again, it's the Hurricanes. Um, when they're bad, they're bad. When they're good, they're great. Yes, 
I agree. I agree with you. Now, um, NBA Finals, uh, Toronto go out and t- take a lead. You know, they won the first game, Toronto, against the Golden State Warriors. Um, then, big comeback from the uh, Golden State Warriors, but unfortunately, they were, they were um, you know, they were down. No um, Thompson, no Clay Thompson, um, no uh, Kevin Durant. Um almost, uh, um, what's his name, Steph Curry, had to pretty much do everything in Game 3, uh, the era. Well, that's why they, they paid in the big bucks, really. I mean, you know, when you've got a man like that and, and, and your side on, on, on the court, um, you know, you pretty much can throw the, the gist of, uh, of a lot of your players at him because, you know, he's going to deliver. Um, his consistency is second to none. You know, you can you can basically uh, bet your house on, on Steph Curry. I mean, that's, that's how good he is. And uh, he, hasn't, he hasn't let the, the, the team down yet. And, uh, you know, given his current form, I think that's going to long continue. But um, as, as I've seen over there, um, you know, now that it's between an American team and a Canadian team. It's it sort of uh, there's a lot of nationalistic sort of uh, you know slurs going around, and uh, you know everybody loves to beat the Yanks, um, even more so the Canadians. That's their, that's their closest neighbours, and and I for one am backing the the Raptors. Um, I've always had a soft spot for Canada, only because our predicament with our neighbours Aussie. You know we're like the Canadians down under yeah. here. Um, next to the big brother, um, and they haven't got a bad side, the Raptors, um, but they've they've got a want to want to win it at the end of the day because you can't trust these Americans. They'll they'll pull they pull the wall from underneath your eyes, um, you know, not because they can, but because that's just how good they are. And uh, you know, Toronto, I think they've got to come out and uh, and, and dominate on, on the court. It's, it's as simple as that. You've got to keep a good team down, and uh, yeah, um, you know, the Yanks. Uh, yeah, they've got to be the the, the favourite. Forty-seven. Um, who? Uh, Golden State. Mm. Yeah. Um, Forty-seven points from um, uh, uh, Curry. Uh, the thing is, um, I think they they only had two people in double figures when it was scoring, and uh, boy, he had no help. Near on no help. They had Demarcus Cousins. Who you know he's a superstar, Demarcus Cousins, a superstar. Mm. He only was able to notch up four points, um, and I think he might have been like the fourth um, highest scorer on their team. So you know it's going to be tough, I think, for Golden State Warriors unless they can get Clay Thompson back or, or some of their other players back. Eh? What do you reckon? Yeah, there there is a side that's been there, done there, and uh, you know that usually counts for for, for something, especially in ball Um. You know, if, if you've got that momentum going from, from past seasons and, you know, you, you've played together with a very formidable outfit, um, you tend to back each other. And, and as you made, made mention, there were a lot of superstars in their team. The only thing is uh, they, they, they're not let it get to their heads because that's usually the capitulation of any good side is that, uh, you know, they start believing too much. They just get on with their normal game, what's gotten them this far and what's won a lot of titles for them. And, and I reckon, yeah, they, they will go the distance. But nah, my money's on the Canadians. Uh, I, I'd like any any team outside of an American side to, to take their own competition. True. Now, uh, JT, um, the uh, Cricket World Cup. Now, I, I was able to watch the highlights of... Um, the last uh, uh, game New Zealand played against Bangladesh, and uh, boy, I tell you what, it was a it was it was quite a, a close game. Um, did you catch any of that game? Yeah, I did get up early on Thursday morning after the Origin. I had to come back to work, so I had to leave home. Uh, New Zealand looked like they were, they were cruising, and then they lost two or three wickets mm. quite quick. And then Mitchell sat and they came in and 
in going to the time. I didn't actually catch the end, so I was a bit more intense on my drive back to work. And then, uh, yeah, got up here and, and then heard the news that we managed to get it across the line with a two wicket win. Um, you know, big respect for the Bangladeshis with their little uh, spin bowling attack, and uh, they certainly took it to us. And, yeah, they all, they all upset a couple of teams along the way that the old bangers, but uh, fortunately for us, uh, you know, we, we move on and with our net run rate being the most positive out of the other side so far, we're on top of the ladder, but you know, it's only a few games and still a few games to go. A couple of big ones come up, Australia later on in the tournament this year. Then we'll see where we're at. True that, true that. It just seems funny though, uh, with news coming um, from the, uh, uh, I guess, I'm not sure who from, but um, uh, there seem to be maybe some of their um, their uh, the English supporters aren't uh, uh, you know I don't know whether they're trying to create something out of nothing but um, you know the, the they're really talking up the Bangladesh team. Um, have you heard anything like that? Yeah, they are, mate. Whether it's trying to be like a bit of a red herring or what not, um, mm. one of the big things of fans is the, the way they're treating the. Um, Oh, the Aussies, well, in particular, yes. um, Smith and Warren. Yes. Um, rightly so. Yes. What will they think of it over there and get away empty-handed? We'll get yep. off free money. The English will give it to you all day, every day, no matter if you're playing England or not. So, yep. and, and good job. They For sure. They brought the game into shoot and they've, you know, dishonored, disgraced themselves. In particular, David Warner, you know, yep. I, I don't think he should be. Yes, um, I agree. You know, I hope like anything Australia don't win. All yes. the time. Yeah. I'd rather we yep. don't win or like the West Indies to win. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yes, yes, you know me, I love cricket so much. I've been watching every game. <laughs> and, uh, no, I, I, hate, I hate the game, but uh, my money, I'm supporting the, the Afghans, not because I love their biscuits, but um, it's always good to see the underdogs, uh, you know, hopefully try and get a win, hopefully. Mm. I don't know where they are, but I think New Zealand, well, what are they unbeaten? Is it true for three or something? Yes. Ryan Walker is supporting Afghan Afghanistan. <laughs> <laughs> Let me finish. The capital of Afghanistan is Kabul. Yeah, yeah full of bull in Kabul. <laughs> well, let's hope Raul Walker's um uh does because because uh, Afghanistan have got New Zealand um tomorrow, so hopefully uh, they won't be upsetting New Zealand tomorrow. There, bro. I got a last prime TV over here showing some of the games on TV. You know, you know, live. I think uh, they're not going to do that for the rugby. I wonder why because nobody likes watching cricket as much as they do rugby. But uh, now, nah, look, in all fairness, I mean, I might not like like the game. I might not even know who the players are, or you know, give a toss about. Where they where they sit in the table, but uh, you know, I always sort of like to think New Zealand can go all the way, especially when Aussie's supposed to be pretty good at, at the game, and it's always good to beat them. Yes, true. Um, on the World Cup of the Year, what are you talking about? <laughs> 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 no, I'm in total agreement with you though, JT. I think Aussie, in particular, Steve Smith and um, David Warner deserve. Every single barrack that they get. I remember before the um, World Cup got started, I think it was Justin Langer, the coach for Australia, he was saying that, you know, please don't, um, you know, barrack against um, our players. And I was thinking, come on, turn it up. That's just a, what a load of crap. Of course, that just made it worse, I think. Um, a lot of people went out of their way in particular to go and barrack those two players. In fact, uh, you know, Australia overall, what do you reckon, eh, JT? You know, it's quite funny, Keith, because once they were selected, um, um, I've obviously got a lot of Australian friends and cricket's quite a big big deal over here. And they're split down the middle, mate. Half of them yeah. support the, the side and half of them absolutely disgusted. And right. In fact, they're hoping 
Now, a lot of them are hoping that we win because we've never won one before, and they just they think it's disgrace to the to the colours and to the you know players that have gone before them that these two knuckleheads are in there. So, yeah, interesting uh, situation with the Australians and uh, and the English fans that love hate relationship. Oh, it's a hate hate relationship. Yes. To be honest, and <laughs> hopefully the Tommy fans keep giving it to them. And in spades, the Barmy Army. Yes, I agree. I agree. I hope they certainly do give it to them. Anyway, we've got to move on. Uh, uh, guys, um, of course, we've got the uh, French Open. Young uh, lass by the name of... Um, oh, gosh. What the... Yes, that's it. Um, ha- has been kind of like tearing it up. Only a 17-year-old um, man. She, she's been tearing it up. Unfortunately, she um, got beaten by uh, Ash Barty, of course. Uh, 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 which is just how things go, I suppose. That's tennis for you. But uh, so, have you been watching some of the um, the uh, uh, French Open there, um, JT? Yeah, a little bit. My Ash Barty comes from a town called Ipswich, which is just down the road here. So there's a right. big mob of they call themselves the Barty Party. And oh, yep. It'd be good for Australian women's tennis. Yes. And, 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 Agreed. You know, if she can play and just put someone else up there, and uh, yeah, no, power to her. Absolutely. Absolutely. Big good luck to her. Anyway, uh, gentlemen, that pretty much, well, brings us to the last part. The last part of our proceedings here to take part on uh, full time for this morning is definitely my favourite part. The part that we tend to call... Put the boot in! My put the boot in uh, today is going out to this one. I, I can't remember the name. I think it's called Western Park. Um, it's a caravan park in West Auckland that uh, John Campbell um, was able to broadcast about. And I know a number of people would have um, seen uh, this particular uh, segment that John Campbell um, put to air. I think it was on breakfast um, a couple of days ago. Anyway, this park apparently houses a whole bunch. I'm not sure how many families um, are in this park. But um, there are little, basically, boxes um, that people are housed in. And it costs $500 for families to be within these particular little boxes. I wouldn't even call it a house. They've also got caravans, which go for about $230 caravans uh, a week. This is a week, and these boxes cost like $500 a week. Um, And this is all happening up there in West Auckland, which I think is just absolutely pitiful of this particular park. Not only that, but from what I understand, this particular park has been doing stuff like this, or at least um, these things have been happening since uh, 2005, I believe, was when... It was first reported on that this particular park was housing families um, for things like this. It was just unbelievable. Anyway, there we go. That's my... Put the boot in! Yeah, my put the boot in is very similar to Keithy. It's just um, to do with the, the rent and the, putting the boot into the government for doing something about it. I mean, $500 in some places, um, you know, for people... Uh, to pay rent and it's ridiculous. I mean, that's what I thought we voted these governments and to try and ease that burden and to help the majority of people who are struggling to, you know, find a roof uh, over their heads. But it doesn't surprise me. A little while back, I, 
I ran something on my social media site that uh, pointed to a lot of the politicians own more than one home. So, uh, you know, somebody's getting rich out of these rents, mm-hmm. and uh, it's not the people, the majority of Kiwis that are actually struggling out there. So, you know, they go hand in hand. So that's my burden. goes into the governments that allow this type of carry-on. Put the burden! Yeah, my put the burden this week, boys, it's a bit of a light-hearted one. goes out to a school just up the road from where I live. This is the Pimpama State Primary College. On uh, Wednesday morning, that's the day of State of Origin, a young fellow rocked up to school wearing a New South Wales jersey, beanie, and waving around one of the ugly sky blue flags. Blue flags. So I put the boot in this week goes out to the school because they only sent him home for the day. They should have expelled him from the school wearing a Please, that's my put the boot in. Put the boot in! Um, I've got to say, you know... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Good luck to that young boy. <laughs> oh, right, you carry on wearing it. Freedom yeah. of dress. <laughs> Freedom of dress. No. Yeah, I reckon. <laughs> but I the father makes song and dance about it, saying that it was because he was wearing a wearing what he was wearing. But in fact, he was the only kid that turned up to that school that day out of uniform. So the school has a uniform and obviously a uniform policy. So <laughs> his father, the two Spokens, jumped on the media on on Channel Nine, and you know. Made a mountain out of a molehill, yeah. and of course everyone jumped on board. And I thought it was pretty funny at the school just sent him home for the day. They should have expelled him. <laughs> Fair enough, but you know it's kind of ridiculous some of the the rents that have been paid, especially at this car park, uh, this caravan park. Um, you know, a little box. You, you're living basically in a little box for five hundred dollars a week. I mean, that's just unbelievable. The whole accommodation situation in New Zealand is atrocious. It is. And we have government trying to build these houses. I, I agree. And yep. Yep. I agree. And they're, and they're failing. I must the time. Been, you find out how much they want. Oh, it's ridiculous. It it's really anything. Yeah, it's ridiculous. What were you saying, JT? Sorry, I, I must admit, I saw that on a video clip on, on Facebook in you know, John Campbell's story. And the bit that really got me is the fact that the toilets are locked. Yes. And you've got to the office to get a key. I mean, what what, what year are we in? It's, it's not, you know, 2000. 19 for goodness sake and you know there's obviously families with kids in those in those dog boxes you know yep. a lot of them you wouldn't even let animals live in it. No. it's a disgrace that, you know, the, the, the manager or whatever is telling them John Campbell who are you buddy da, 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 da. Yep. Just, mate if you're from New Zealand which this guy sounded like he wasn't <laughs> yeah. you know you're John Campbell so get your hand off at your tosser yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. And, I, and I'm in agreement with you. It is a government problem. Uh, and, and, and even though it's all started, it all stems really from when the national government was in was in power uh, and they came along and, you know, they, they just made uh, things worse. But having said that, the Labour Party at the time still allowed that to happen without almost, you know, I mean, I, I remember when I was staying down... Um, Edison, Edison Street, there were at least 10 to 15 houses within that area, all empty, mostly state houses. Maybe they needed a bit of repair and stuff like that. But there was a lot of houses, houses over there that just weren't, you know, occupied. And the same thing happened over in Algon. There was at least three houses that I can remember when I was living down oh, behind the, the, the shops there that, um, t- you know, no uh, one was living in. Exactly. Ridiculous. Like, you, know, um... you think that you think you'll do it living next to you, mate? Maybe people don't want to live by you. Well, 
There was plenty. Well, I don't think that was the particular case. You could possibly be right there, but I don't think that was the particular case. Put the boot in. Yeah, they thought, oh, we'll get the boot in if we live next to this place. Anyway, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure, as it always is, to uh, be able to catch up with you uh, pretty much every weekend. Uh, wonderful to catch up with you once again, uh, Ra. Hope you enjoy your weekend, bro. Yeah, and the boys too. Uh, be good out there, and uh, we look forward to our midweek special of uh, halftime. A lot of sport to be played over the weekend, and all I can say is go the what. <laughs> <laughs> JT, I uh, hope you enjoy your weekend too, bro, and uh, you, you uh, have a good one. Yeah, thanks, boys. Uh, feel a bit tired this week having to carry the load. Normally, you know, take sort of free. <laughs> so, to be able to get a word in, I love you, Reno. I'll be in Wellington next week, boys. Hopefully, I can catch up with you from down there. To the